Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. And we're on. And we're on. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. Hey, I'm Lori. I'm the mom. You know, <laughs> what's up? What's going on? Nothing good, Lord. <laughs> Nothing good. Hey, listen. We had like a nice, funny, we were feeling good. We had a nice, funny intro topic Oh, my gosh. Planned. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, life just took a nice, massive dump. Welcome to Just Another Shitty Podcast. That's a nice little... <laughs> comment we got that oh i woke up to this morning just another shitty podcast <laughs> on the social media yeah you'll yeah. never beat if you're gonna try to attack us you will never beat the man that called us two melted ice cream cones so just give up he takes the cake okay so stop fucking trying you're not gonna get to us welcome to just another shitty podcast you can't beat us down <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> Barely. Remember, speaking of shit, yeah. remember how I have been saying for the last, you know, I don't know, month yeah. that I'm like dangling by the thinnest thread. The thinnest of threads. The thread has snapped. <laughs> I am just off the fucking rails. I have been pushed over the edge. <laughs> And I'm going to try not to be an epic fucking asshole right. this entire episode. Yeah. We're going to try to, you know, we're going to try to roll with it. Yeah, It's spicy slash salty Lee's. Slash I'm going to go and just cry. I'm going to curl in a ball in my bed and I'm going to cry. Listen, I know, you know, the world is just going through it right now. I know a lot of people, you yes, know. But absolutely. Personally, right. Lee has just been pushed to her you are, limits. You are not alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So let me set the stage. Okay. Give this it was to just us. one of those weeks that just kept, you know. Snowballing. We're good at taking a punch. Oh, We're yeah. We're good at taking the hits and keep keeping it rolling. Hey, However, you know what? I have pulled my pants up and dusted myself <laughs> off so many times. The yeah. pants are worn out. The big girl pants. <laughs> they're on. Barely. Barely. <laughs> so it started with, you know, just, you know, overstimulation is a big thing in this house. We're all just tired and overstimulated. That's right. natural. Right. But on Valentine's Day, we're all sitting down enjoying <laughs> a nice glass of wine, which, you know, <laughs> we're having our moment. We're trying to have our moment, all three of us. And Jake is feeding October. You know, she's loving it. And then the fucking dog, which I will get to in a minute. Yeah. Our lovely dog, Nanook, mm-hmm. comes over and is just pestering Jake. So he tried to move Nanook out of the way mm-hmm. and in turn knocked over his large glass of wine <laughs> right on top of my laptop. Yeah. And my laptop is fried. It's and toast. if you will recall, <laughs> Jacob <laughs> doused his own laptop in water about a few months ago. Yeah. So now we are two laptops <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, mine I was asleep for when I did it. I don't his know arm, if that's good or bad. His arm was asleep and he knocked over worse. a glass of water. You and liquid, that's enough. And that's I enough. dropped my phone in the toilet. Yeah, that's enough, I'm buddy. A mess. That's enough. Give it up. You're just as bad with technology as Laura over here. So both of you, just fucking stay away from it. So that about did me in. Right. Because I was like, you know, we literally work i work so much on that laptop everything yeah. we do for this podcast right now is being done on that laptop yeah and so now all three of us are sharing lore's ancient laptop. 
from 2011. I'm surprised we're even sitting down today because I was like, how are we even going to do this podcast? Exactly. And you know what? We're still here. We're like, we got it. We got it. I, with me, especially with all my Aries placements, you just got to give me a good 15 minutes to fucking like go off the fucking rails. And then I'll like, I'll become rational, you know? So I calmed down. But then, so, you know, this morning we had, we decided we had to record at like 6 a.m. You know, like when Jimmy Buffett, when Jimmy Buffett says it's five o'clock somewhere, I don't think he means in the morning. (laughs) Don't you quote that man Where's my margarita? You know, I hate that man. (laughs) Where's my margarita? (laughs) Why are you fueling the fire? I hate that motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, we decided, you know, just with time, we had to record at like fucking the ass crack of dawn this morning. And you know what? We were rolling with it. Hey, we were ready. We were on time. We were somehow on time. I'm awake. Like, I had some coffee. I'm like, yes, I have a half an hour. I could do my makeup, which <laughs> never happens anymore. If you're on Patreon and you watch our videos, look like a trash heap nine times out of ten. So I'm like, yes, today is the day. And I go in to October's room where mm-hmm. I currently have some of my clean clothes. I'm going to go mm-hmm. pick out a fit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what hits my nose? <laughs> I smell, I smell something, something right. wafts. And yeah. I'm like, what is that fucking smell? Yeah. <laughs> and I look down and there's a nice hefty pile of dog shit yeah. from said dog Nanook. Yeah. So and then, you had just taken <laughs> him out. I had just taken him out. Yeah. Here's the thing. I do not, do not come at me in our DMs trying to give me advice. I right. don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> We're good. We have it handled. This is a behavioral issue. Yes. We know what it is. But this is just the tip of the fucking iceberg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did it specifically in October's room right. for yeah. a reason because he's a big fucking baby. Yeah. And he's a little jealous. A 10-year-old baby. A 10-year-old baby that not all of the fucking attention is going to him. Right. So I almost stepped <sighs> in said pile of shit. Mm-hmm. So then I, I started crying. Yeah. Immediately, yep. immediately crying. <laughs> like, you know, there goes my half an hour. There goes, I, now I have to, you know, scrub shit. I'm not even going to lie. I made Jake do it because I said I can't. <laughs> Right now, I cannot. Um, so that's where I'm at. That's where you're at right now. I said, yeah. yeah. So you know what? I'm just in a bad mood. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm just in a bad mood, a shitty mood. One might say. You're like fuck it, fuck it all, fuck it all. That thread has been snapped. That's what we sat down in the chair and I said, you know what? I think I've finally cracked. I think I'm broken. This is the story of a girl. <laughs> Try to remember and drown the whole world. I will probably cry today. Will you? Yeah, because I initially I get angry and then I cry. And like you can't stop me. Would we all? We could all confirm. I'm an emotional motherfucker. Right now it's the heat. It's going to come with the sadness in a little bit. I'm a broken woman. So that's, and that's where we're so at. So welcome to our shitty Welcome podcast. to our shitty fucking podcast. <laughs> He had no idea how right he was. Yeah. You know what? I can't even be mad. You're right. You're fucking right. Shit filled. <laughs> Every second is shit filled. Oh my gosh. So, you know, we've got. So welcome. <laughs> welcome to the shit show. We're just going to keep making shit shows. <laughs> shit show. As I, as I smelled the pile of shit, I, it harkened me back to that restaurant in Philly that had a pile of shit. <laughs> Human feces on the floor. Yeah, they said it was dog poop. I really don't think it was. I think someone just took a fucking shit for. Anywho, we're here. We're still here. You can't keep us down. I'm going to keep fucking trucking. You might notice some spice. I'm going to try. 
I'm going to try real hard. Did you say spice? You must be talking about Pittsburgh today. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we've got two really fun topics. Mine, of course, is related to Pittsburgh. And I think it, I don't do this on purpose, but every time I'm in like the depths of despair, my mind just, I want to talk about my home. Like it lifts me up a little bit. And this was not, I, you know, well, I should have planned. I should have known. Oh, I have a Pittsburgh topic. Something's going to come down. Something's going to rain on me. It's going to be shit. There you go. <sighs> Anywho, <laughs> let's just fucking get into let's it. Let's roll. We'll be back next week with our haha. <laughs> I'm still gonna be haha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. We're gonna try. <laughs> I can't help myself. I don't even try. No, you're the funniest person in the world. You don't even know it. <sighs> so I don't believe we have any patrons to thank. Now would you know what? If you want to lift our spirits, now would be a great time to go check out that Patreon. Yes. A uh, lot we, of obviously we need two new computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to f- figure out how to fund two brand new laptops. Thank you, Jake. No. <laughs> Here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. You know, that's how we support the show. We're going to need some help. Not yep. even going to lie. So mm. go check that out or, you know, give us a rating on Spotify and yes. Apple. Yes. Uh, it's free 99. There's a fire alarm going <laughs> off in the background because once again, just why not? Let's give it, let's give it its minute. You were going to bring in all the things. <laughs> yeah. All of the things today. If you were wondering also, yes, there is a construction team right outside of our house. <laughs> every time, every time. Uh, yeah, go throw us a rating on Spotify and Apple. It yes. really helps the show. We cannot stress that enough. We know how many listeners we have, and we know how many ratings we have, and the math ain't mathin'. Go over there, <laughs> throw us a rating, please. It is a free way to help the show. You right. know, if you like what we do, show Leanne's us. Leanne's not even Tell mincing us. any words today. Tell us that you like us. We need it. I need it this week. Please. And don't do it in a DM. It stresses me out. <laughs> okay. She's getting it all out. I'm getting it all out. This is my vent sash. Jake's there looking at me like, honey, are you okay? Wrap it up. See, Wrap it up. October notices I'm getting spicy and she's like, it's going to be okay. All right. It's okay, mom. Uh, Jake, if they don't rate us on Spotify and Apple, what's going to happen? I'm coming to your house with a chalice Filipino grige. <laughs> a chalice? A chalice. A giant ass glass of wine, and he's gonna dump it on every electronic you have in the house. Even if it's not near him, he will find a way to douse it in that liquid. <laughs> My laptop is sticky. Any- <laughs> Are you ready to get into I it? I am so ready. Let's do it. All right. I said I was talking about a Pittsburgh topic, and you might be surprised because at first glance, it doesn't seem like a Pittsburgh topic, right. but it's it has in there. its ties. I'm talking from dusk till dawn. Oh my goodness. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, so I am glad this is yes. what, you know, this was actually a patron vote. Yes. I, if you go over to our Patreon, we sometimes let you choose the mm-hmm. movies or the lessons. Yeah. And this was a patron-voted topic, so thank I you. It. I appreciate that. Yeah. I needed it. This yeah. is one of my favorite movies when I was younger. Yes, agreed. Mine too. And I hadn't watched it in a while, mm-hmm. but then it was one of those, I'm like, oh, I remember why oh, yeah. I liked this movie yep, yep. so much. So this is from 1996. You know, I love the 90s. Love it. Love, love it. <laughs> love it. It's an American- I love it a lot. <laughs> oh, see? I just need your energy today. That's what I need. 
This is an American action horror film. Ooh. And we're not normally ones for no, the action. No. Um, here's your tagline. A terrifying evil has been unleashed and five strangers are our only hope to stop it. Ooh. Ooh dun, dun, dun. Not bad. Not too shabby. I'll give it a I'm nine out hooked. of ten. I'm hooked. Nine out of ten. Uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Story by Robert Kurtzman and screenplay by Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. So here is your trigger warning. I said Robert <laughs> Rodriguez and I said Quentin Tarantino. Okay. If you know both of those, right. uh, <laughs> pretty much anything you might be triggered by. It's in there. It's in this movie. It's violent. Yes. Um, sexual stuff. Yeah, there's some triggering stuff. The language they use would not pass the vibe check, but you know yeah. that's kind of intentional. Yeah. So just so you know, right? <laughs> Don't yep. if, if you're not into beep, the beep, beep, warning, violent, warning. gory, gruesome films. This one is not going to be for you. Right. Just listen to me describe it to you instead. Okay. Yes. Here's your cast. The sweet, sweet sounds. Listen of to the sweet, sweet sounds of my really calm voice. <laughs> my totally chill voice. <laughs> I'm like gritting my teeth every <laughs> sentence I say. Here's your cast. Okay. George Clooney as Seth Gecko. Go at ahead. His, at his finest. Oh my gosh. You he love looks, him in this I movie. I love him in this movie. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's looking good. He's looking George, all right. Yep. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, who is not looking good <laughs> as Richard Gecko. Not a fan. <laughs> if you were to watch this movie with Lore, every two seconds, she's making a comment about how unattractive she finds Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I said the only thing scarier than Quentin Tarantino in this movie is Quentin Tarantino as a vampire. Yeah, spoiler alert. This is actually a vampire movie. We'll get to that. Harvey Keitel as Jacob Fuller. Love him and love him in this. Yes, Juliette Lewis as Mm -hmm. Kate Fuller. Also great. Uh, Ernest Liu as Scott Fuller. He was also great. And I don't Mm -hmm. think he was in a lot of other things. So this was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cheech Marin as like five different different characters. 50 different characters. He's the border guard. He's Chet Pussy. And he's Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Danny Trejo as oh, Razor Charlie. He's so young in this. He looks oh, good. Oh my gosh. I mean, this yes. is a fantastic cast. Oh my and, goodness. Uh, to be honest, everyone besides Quentin Tarantino is looking good. Oh yeah, okay? absolutely. Uh, Tom Savini. There you as go. Sex Machine. You know when I'm in, <laughs> you know, again, the depths, I have to bring up Tom Savini. And I think this is what started my love affair with him. Is I think, it? Yeah, I think if I reach into my brain and think mm-hmm. about like, where did I even find him from? Yeah. I think this is ha- this yeah. had to have been the first time I like saw him. Yeah, you asked me about it the other day, and I said that we used to go down to the South Side in Pittsburgh, and there was this little shop called Slacker. Slacker. Yes, and um, I got my first Tom Savini T-shirt down there. Yeah, and uh, you stole it. I don't remember this, but yeah. you said I did, and you now did. I'm mad because where did it go? <laughs> where is it? I would it? love to find it. <laughs> I'm going to make my own Tom Savini shirt, Tom Savini fan club president, <laughs> because I don't think anyone talks about this man <laughs> as much as we do, and like we give him his flowers every second we can. Yep. We love him, and he's so good in this movie. He is I so think goodness. underrated. Absolutely. So there's your Pittsburgh connection, and another Pittsburgh connection, Greg Nicotero. Yes. As Sex Machine's buddy. As his buddy. And yeah, if you don't pay it close attention, you might miss him. But yeah. if you know Greg Nicotero, you'll know, you know, he's got the long hair going also on. Also looking good in this. Lore. Yeah. You were like, hey, he's kind of hot. I'm like, <laughs> he looks good. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, he, his claim to fame is The Walking Dead and special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's from Pittsburgh. And yes. I'm going to do a witch whisper on him because he keeps popping up. So we're going to have to talk about him. 
uh, Fred Williamson as Frost mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Selma Hayek as Santonico Pandemonium. Is this Jake's favorite movie? Yeah, Jake's <laughs> ultimate celebrity crush. crush is Selma Hayek, and she's fucking drop dead gorgeous, of especially course. in this movie. I'm not even gonna lie; I'm a little insecure. I'm like Jake, cover your ass. No. <laughs> Who can live up to that? Not me, you know. Again, with your trigger warning. Let's get into it. Yes. Here's your rundown. Yes. Our story begins at Benny's World of Liquor. Love it. A booze shop in rural Texas. I love Benny. Out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> this sign, the it's Benny's so Liquor sign yes. is so good. I'd put it in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'd put it in my woman cave if I had one. Uh, the store clerk who you love. I know. I think his name, John Hawks. I love him. Yeah. He comes up every don't, now and then. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. You're probably wrong. And Jake had to leave to take care of October. Yeah, so yeah, don't yeah. trust anything that comes out of our mouth from here on out. You know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the store clerk is chatting with a local cop who heads to the commode in the back to quote unquote drain the lizard. Right. Love that. <laughs> love that. As soon as he's out of sight, the gecko brothers, Seth, mm-hmm. which is George Clooney, and Richie, who's Quentin Tarantino, pop out of nowhere, each holding a female customer at gunpoint, telling the clerk to get the cop out of there or everybody dies. Yeah. It is really shocking. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, when the cop comes out of the bathroom, everything seems fine at first, like it's going right. to go okay. When suddenly Richie puts his gun to the officer's head and takes him out. Bye-bye. Because he said the clerk was like trying to signal to yeah. the cop. Yes, but yes. this is when we quickly get the impression that Seth is the brains of this Behind, little duo. Yeah. And Richie yeah. is a little crazy. He's a loose cannon because the clerk was not mouthing anything. Right. Like he doesn't know. Right. He's exactly. little. And he's a sexual deviant. Yes. Okay. So the two ladies that they were holding hostage managed to escape. Mm-hmm. But the clerk does not. He goes oh up gosh. in flames. But you know what? He doesn't go down without a fight. No, you know what? Awesome. That's how I feel right now. When he's on fire and he's still trying. <laughs> and he's still trying. <laughs> and the me. popcorn's popping around him. Yeah. You know what? I'm giving it my last go. <laughs> uh, after blowing up the building, the two brothers make their way down the road along with a female bank teller they're holding hostage in the trunk. Yes. Okay. We learn that the Gecko brothers have just robbed a bank in Abilene, Texas. And yes, that is a real place. Mm-hmm. And they are on their way to Mexico to meet a man named Carlos, one of Cheech Marin's 90 characters, <laughs> who will guide them to sanctuary in a town called El Rey. Yes. Okay. Our two criminals check into a shitty roadside motel room on the way. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Weirdo Richie, their hostage does not survive. Doesn't make it. No. Cut to Jacob Fuller. Harvey Keitel, Mm -hmm. a former minister who has just lost his faith after the death of his wife. I think she died in a car accident. Yeah. It wasn't good. Mm -hmm. So he's, yeah, he's He's, lost it all. I'm also. He's checking out. He's checking (laughs) out. This movie is just the many sides of me (laughs) right now. The many incarnations of Leah. I have lost all faith. Uh, I'll be excited to hear when you get the sex machine. What incarnation that is. That's my space. Uh, (laughs) Uh, He's on a good old-fashioned family road trip Mm -hmm. in his Walter White-style RV along with his teenage kids, Kate and Scott. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this little family pulls up to that same shitty roadside motel and are almost immediately kidnapped by the Gecko brothers who need an escape plan. They need more hostages because... Yeah, well, and they just... He took out the bank teller, so they need to to get going. yeah. They hit the road in the RV, and Seth tells Jacob that as long as he and his kids do as they're told and get him and Richie safely across the border, he'll let his family live and release them the following morning. Right. 
So after some classic Tarantino <clears throat> foot fetish content, <laughs> oh my God, this is the scariest. You know, if you've been here long enough, you know, I cannot stand feet. I don't even like to look at my own feet. And there are a lot of feet in this, a lot of foot jokes. And I like literally yesterday, I almost like spit up my food. I was like, I can't, I can't even watch this movie. <laughs> It's terrifying. Here's the horror. It's the real horror. Tarantino, you and feet. We're going to have to roast him, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So a lot of foot fetish shit uh, and a tense run-in with the border guard, Cheech Marin. You guessed right. it. Uh, our group makes it safely to Mexico. Woo. We made it. We <laughs> made it. We made it. The gang now heads to the rendezvous point to meet Carlos. The Titty Twister. Today, it's a strip bar in the middle of the desert called the Titty Twister. I love this scene. I love the neon. The neon sign. And did you notice there's a little hand like pinching the nipple? It's twisting the titty. You're like, yes, Lee. I did notice that. This is the first time I ever noticed. You're too uh, focused on Cheech Marin. Oh, he's so funny. He's like, you have to go listen to his spiel. (laughs) He's just talking dirty. He's just talking about pussy. Okay. So the Titty Twister is a massive ancient building topped with flamethrowers and sleazy neon signs, which I would also Mm -hmm. put in my my woman cave if I had one. (laughs) One of which reads open from dusk till dawn. Yes. Uh, When the club bouncer... Cheech yep. uh, refuses to let the group inside because it's only for bikers mm-hmm. and truck drivers, right. and, and they're not that. Right. Seth and Richie knock him out, and they head in anyway, <laughs> grabbing <laughs> some drinks yeah. while they wait for Carlos. Yes. While inside, we are introduced to the infamous sex machine. Here's Tom Savini. <laughs> sex machine. With his whip. Uh, a biker <laughs> dressed in a black leather jacket and a matching leather you know, set of pants and he has like a studded belt and he has a lasso or a whip or whatever. He lassos a beer out of his buddy's hand. Yeah. So there's Greg Nicotero. This is my spicy persona. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 When Greg pulls a knife on him for stealing his beer, sex machine flashes his (laughs) spring loaded penis pistol and Greg runs off. I can't even explain it. He's literally wearing like a, a crotch. It's like a cod piece, but. But it flips open and there's, and a, there's gun. a gun. Yeah. And it looks like a cock and ball. <laughs> Did we say that this episode was not for children? I think none I think of, every episode is not for one children. One would think. Right. But people message us all the time and are yeah. like, my kid loves to listen to you. And I'm like, oh, dear God. So there's the sex machine. Mm-hmm. It's classic. We have a I have a framed poster of him as sex machine with his that he uh, signed for you. On yeah. it. it says to Lee. I That's know. right. The the best words I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I cried. Okay, so after a sensual performance from dancer Santonico Pandemonium, gorgeous. Yes. Uh, the bouncer comes to and confronts the gang. With some backup. So now shit's about to hit yeah, the fan. Right. Ooh. The Gecko brothers start shooting. Okay. Cause they're like, they're, they're not kinda, afraid of anything. No, they're yeah. really not. They don't they're give like, a shit. We're large and in charge here. <laughs> exactly. Y'all sit down. But Richie is stabbed through the hand yes. that was already kind of damaged. Yes. Uh, and it causes a thick pool of blood to form on their table. Yikes. Santonico notices the blood and out of fucking <laughs> nowhere, she transforms into a disgusting scale covered vampire yes. and chomps down on Richie's neck, yes. killing him. Now, Lore spoiled it at the beginning <laughs> because she said vampire. However, if you just look at the poster right. and you just like 
watched the tagline. And when this movie first came out, yeah. I had no idea. I mean, and we're about, what, 40 minutes in at this point? Yeah. You're yeah. like almost an hour into the movie. So you're thinking this is just like an, an action, action movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, fucking vampires. These vampires come out of nowhere. This was like the twist of the century to me. I remember when I was yeah. little watching this, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it was just such a big yeah. deal. And they weren't just vampires. No, they're very they were, scary. They were really scary and really grotesque looking. Yeah, again, with the style of film and the filmmakers, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just very, yeah, yeah, visually striking. Mm-hmm. And this was just, oh, 10 Hell out yeah. of 10. So then the bar town, the bartender, <laughs> the bartender, <laughs> the bouncers, the house band, the dance Pretty mm-hmm. much everyone in there, they all transform into vampires Danny and they Trejo. start munching on the humans. Yeah, Danny oh, yeah. Trejo is kind of a badass vampire. Like, <laughs> he's he just is. badass in everything he's I was going to say, is that yeah. surprising? No. Uh, it's a bloodbath. And eventually, only Seth, the Fuller family, Sex Machine, and the Vietnam veteran Frost are left alive. Yes. Okay, so not not a lot. Not, not many. <laughs> they all went down. Uh, Richie, hey, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good gang. They're pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie is reborn as a vampire, and he has, so this is Quentin Tarantino. First of all, like you said, no. he got uglier. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Terrifying. And he has the biggest head I have ever seen. Remember in Dawn of the Dead when he's wearing like that forehead prosthetic? And he gets chopped off by I the helicopter. They, they used it again in this movie. Tom Savini brought it from Pittsburgh. It was like put it on Quinn Tarantino's head. It's ridiculous. And then he just has that like chin that just never ends. You know what I mean? You yes. forgot to mention that when um, Selma Hayek was dancing. Yeah. The, no. The alcohol. No. no. Why? Another foot. There was a foot moment during her dance. I tried to breeze past it for my own sanity, but thank you, Laura, for bringing it up. Yes, Quentin Tarantino sucks on her toes, and it's forever burned into my brain, and I'll never recover. (laughs) This is what started my problem with feet. This movie right here. So anyway, Richie, vampire. Yes. Okay. So bad. Seth, his brother, has to take him out. It's emotional. Yeah. We're emotional. (laughs) The gang fights their hardest, okay, but the undead are just too strong. Even Sex Machine is no match against the creatures of the night, and sadly, he is bitten. And this is an underrated performance from Tom Savini because he's trying to hide the fact that oh my he gosh. is starting to turn into a vampire. And it's so good. It's so funny. Um, after he turns, he bites Frost and Jacob and eventually transforms into a massive, like, rat monster. I know. It's kind of weird. So, like, that's what I really like about this movie. It's not just typical vampires. They're all, like different they yes. all look different they're yeah. all kind of different beasts yes. and he is a rat yeah. i don't know <laughs> there you go so seth kate scott and a bitten jacob hole up in a storeroom where they prepare to make their last stand because at this point a bunch of bats have gotten into the titty twister and so now there's even more vampires it's not cute right so speed round wrap up they bust out of the room and start kicking ass until jacob sadly turns yeah and he bites scott who kills his papa? Papa, papa can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Keitel just does so great in this. Oh, yeah. He's excellent. He really does. Uh, Scott is then grabbed by several vamps, and Kate takes him out as they're eating him alive. Yeah. Really sad. Oh, sad. So, roll call. That leaves Seth and Kate mm-hmm. as the last two standing. Yes. I almost it. said Seth Green. <laughs> no. Can you imagine him in this movie? <laughs> It would have had the same punch. <laughs> no. Because George Clooney's tattoo in this. <laughs> Looking good, but put that on Seth Green. No. That'd be interesting. Uh, as the horde closes in around the two of them, all hope seems lost. 
But wait. But wait. <laughs> Carlos, Cheech again, and his crew arrive just in time to save the day, letting in the sunlight, yeah. which reflects off of a disco ball and kills the remaining vampires. Who would have thunk it? Death by disco ball, new band name called it. <laughs> Seth is pissed. A death cap for cutie cover band. <laughs> yes, 10 out of 10. Seth is super pissed that Carlos picked <laughs> such a shitty place to meet. He's like, why this place? And he's like, I don't know. It looked cool. And he haggles for a cheaper entry fee into El Rey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate, who just lost her entire family, she's down in the dumps, man. She's like, please let me go she's with like, you. Let me. Yeah, she asks Seth if he needs some company on his journey. And he, I like this performance yeah. because you can tell he thinks about it for a minute, but he's like, I'm not an, I'm not that big of a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he tells her no, yeah. but he gives her some cash and he drives away. Yeah. Because he's Start not going life. anywhere good. And no. he's no good. So he's right. like, no, no, right, you don't right, want to come right. with me. So Kate hops in the family RV. As she sets off, the camera pans out. And we realize that the building we thought was the titty twister was actually the top portion of a massive ancient Aztec temple. I love that ending. It leaves you with more. You're like, what the fuck? I've been to many places. I knew you were going to bring it up. (laughs) Go ahead. She always says the very first place I got my tattoo. Yes. Which is, we're not going to, you know, shout them out. They might still be around somewhere in Pittsburgh. I'm like, it looked like the titty twister. (laughs) It was not, it looked like a shack. It was not good. Like, is there an ancient Aztec (laughs) temple down underneath there? It was not looking good. It was not looking good. (laughs) That is the end of the movie. That is the end. And it's interesting point that you brought up is, um, as despicable as George Clooney's character is, it, he's li- he like still liked. has a little bit of heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's still something that he great performance. Oh my gosh! Great. Yeah. And then him juxtapositioned <laughs> with, with Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, who was just horrible. Yeah, there was still a little bit of heart there with yeah. Seth. Great character. Yeah, Mwah. yeah, yeah. Great performance. Awesome. So, what is my lesson? What is your lesson? I had a lot to go with, Did obviously. You? Well, yeah. I mean, it's vampires. We've talked a yeah. lot about vampires, but there's a little more yeah. to dive into here. So Robert Rodriguez is known as one of the most prolific Mexican-American filmmakers of all time, especially all time. in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. You've got like Machete, Planet Terror, yeah. that kind. It's a little gritty, little gruesome. Yeah, right. Um, he also worked on the faculty. Did I remember talking about that. That was like, I think, surprised some people. And you love the faculty. I do. Yes. Um, And he is known for incorporating his Latino background into his work. I love that. And one of the ways he does this is by creatively weaving actual mythology into his films, which you know we love. And From Dust Till Dawn is a perfect example of this. Okay, awesome. So that last shot of the film... That shows the massive Aztec temple. Okay. Mm -hmm. It implies that the vampires had some Mesoamerican roots. Okay. I have yet to see like the sequels, which I think some of them are prequels. And then there's a series. Okay? Oh, wow. So, yeah. From Dust Till Dawn, like Jeez. there's a lot it keeps to going. it. It keeps fucking going. Fact check. Jake has seen them and he said that this mythology is explored even further in those. Oh, That's cool. why the ending of this, like it really did leave it open for okay. him to explore that more. Awesome. But I have not seen them. So for now, I'm just going to give you a little taste. Okay. Uh, there seem to be many different connections to mythology in this, but I'm going to focus on just one. One. Okay. I found one article that laid it out really cool. I will link it. But it seems like Selma Hayek's character may have been inspired, at least in part, by Aztec goddesses known as the Chihuahua I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. 
my apologies. Just know I'm giving it my best go. I'm really trying, but I'm sure that's very wrong. Uh, the Chiwa Teteo or divine women are the spirits of mortal women who died during childbirth. Oh, I was weeping. Were you? Yeah, you yes. were next to me when I was doing yeah. this lesson, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really beautiful, but also yeah. sad. Okay, so apparently the Aztecs considered childbirth to be a form of battle, and as such, honored those who didn't make it through as fallen warriors and quote-unquote brave ones. Oh, So they were, like, literally comparable to men who died in battle. Wow. Like, I think they have a mythological counterpart Wow, of, a, of men who died in battle. So they were really honored. Yeah. And as someone who just went through that experience, I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've said that to you a lot. Like, right. it does feel like, I feel like I've just gone through a battle. My body is, you know, yeah. so some people don't yeah. make it. And I love that they Honor them. honored them. Wow, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah, so these spirits walked in cycles between the heavens, the underworld, and the earth. Okay. And this is like really in depth. And again, I'm just giving you just a tip. <laughs> just the tip. Just the tip. So they would journey with the sun as it made its way to dusk. And afterwards, they would hang in the heavens of the western sky in an area known as a place of women. Oh, okay. Okay. And then every 52 days, they would descend to earth for five specific days of the Aztec calendar. Okay. Okay. On these days, they would wreak havoc and cause mischief Mischief. Mischief. <laughs> mischief. And were known to haunt crossroads. Oh, interesting. Yes. So they specifically hunted children and seduced men. And they would either hunt alone or in packs. Oh, okay. okay. So everyone was warned to stay inside on these days. On these five days. And I think, like, I couldn't find out, like, why. And I think it was just maybe because they were, like, I kept seeing angry and I don't oh. know if it's because they died during childbirth. I'm not really sure. Well, when you said seeking children, I was thinking, yeah. are they looking for their lost child? I think maybe? it is. Maybe, yeah. Mm. Um, so in central Mexico, these goddesses were worshipped at goddess houses, okay. which were often placed at crossroads during the days of their descent. Oh, interesting. Uh, so shrines and statues were made, and offerings like tamales, corn, and butterfly-shaped bread were laid oh. out, which, if you remember my butterfly lesson... Yeah. It kind of makes sense, I right? Butterfly shaped bread. How does one make butterfly shaped bread? Do you do you need a mold? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to do it. But they laid these out in exchange yeah. for them not harming the okay. children and men. Oh, all right. Okay, so the statues vary slightly, but they are often shown with pale skin because they're dead, a skull like mm -hmm. face, clawed feet, sharp teeth, and long, luxurious hair. Ooh. So if you look yeah. at Selma Hayek's character, yeah. you can make some connections. Yeah. Um, they are usually compared to modern day vampires. Like they're, they were in the vampire book, it kept coming up, it kept up kept coming up as like a connection to this movie, but I couldn't necessarily find like why they were compared to vampires. So some sources said that they could be killed by sunlight, the pale dead skin maybe. Okay. Um, but were they sucking blood? Not that I saw. Right. So this is why some people have a problem with this, like negative connection. They said okay. it's like demonizing them okay. uh, because they were strong, powerful, and often benevolent goddesses that should be honored and okay. not feared. Yeah. So some people don't like that they're compared to vampires. Okay. But yeah, like as you're saying it, it kind of reminded me of La Llorona. Yes, yeah. that I saw that comparison yeah. a little yeah. bit. But I, a lot of the accounts do say that they're a little more 
vicious. Okay. So, but then some are like, no, that's just demonizing. So okay. I, I don't really know. Okay. Uh, but I will link all of my sources. Like, again, uh, they always come up compared to vampires. Interesting. So take from that what they will. Interesting. So in the movie, the titty twister could be viewed as a crossroad. And Selma Hayek would be the goddess who lures men yeah. to their demise. And okay. she makes a, makes like a little speech at one point to mm-hmm. Seth that like would kind of reinforce that reinforce idea. That. Yeah. Um, I also read some mythology that like about a snake woman and she, when she does oh her dance, gosh. she's wearing a snake. Yeah. And she's wearing um, like a arm cuff. That's a snake. That's a snake. Yeah. yeah so you could go that yeah. uh, route. I also read something about bats and the story involves two brothers. So that would be Seth oh. and Richie. So like, I do so think he's pulling I from think there several were, mythologies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I thought okay. this one was interesting because when I think of this movie, I mean, some, Selma Hayek's character, you like can't, oh my it's gosh. just so yeah. prolific. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, absolutely. So I liked that. I, I thought that was that. super interesting oh, and a really cool. beautiful mythology yeah. that had me weeping. I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. Remember I said I was going to, I was going to turn <laughs> at some point from mad to sad. And I think you just saw it happen in real time. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little weepy. A little darkness, my old friend. <laughs> So that is my lesson. Oh my gosh. Obviously I could have went, you know, but I yeah. just wanted to give you a little taste. Yeah, I love it. Taste. Would you like some fun facts? I would love some fun facts. Okay, the body count. How many? 122. Holy shit. That yeah. scene when they all change into vampires, I mean, they're These special just, effects artists had to have their hands full. Yeah. Because there were wow. bodies everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the band playing in the Titty Twister is Tito and Tarantula. And when they change to vampires, mm-hmm. their instruments become dead bodies. Dead bodies. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind it's of really funny. good. Yeah. yeah. There's a little camp to it. Like, yeah. it's not totally. Yeah, there's, a, there's some, you know... Humor. humor. It is a very funny yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the title from Dusk Till Dawn was inspired by drive-in movie signs. Like, you oh, know, when you go to the drive-in, yeah. it says Open playing from, from Dusk Till Dawn. Dawn. I thought that was Cute. fun. I love that. Uh, the movie has a lot of ties to our home, Pittsburgh, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the special effects makeup company KNB took the lead on the film. And I think I read that Tarantino, like, wanted to specifically highlight their talents okay. in a movie. And so this is how that came to be. Um, and that was founded in part by PGH native himself, Greg Nicotero. There you go. I think he was the special effects supervisor. Yeah. And wow, they are fantastic. So not just a bit part. No, no. Yeah. He was there doing his special effects makeup thing. And he was like, hey, maybe give me my moment. <laughs> Let me get me my, my hair's luscious locks <laughs> Let me in get there. In here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Greg Nicotero and KNB have worked as a special makeup effects team on a lot of Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino films. Oh, nice. I think I read most, if oh, not really? all. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. Hello, I, had no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that either. No. Uh, Tom Savini. There you go. There you go. Actually threw some punches during his fight scenes, and he threw one of them at George Clooney. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Did he knock him he out? Would. He's like, no, I'm actually going to punch you. <laughs> Um, there has been a long-standing debate as to whether or not the crotch gun was practical. <laughs> like, are we really, guys, <laughs> could that really be done? <laughs> because the recoil would like punch you in the groin. Like it would hurt. <laughs> but Tom Savini stands by it. He's like, Does no, he? it was accurate. Of course. I didn't see it fire. No, it did. It did. Well, I don't think it probably didn't actually <laughs> fire, but he's saying like it could have. Right. Like, it could have been a thing. But I didn't see it fire in the movie. Did he use it? Yeah, he used it many times. Did he? Yeah. Jeez, it, where was I? When he's first attacked by a vampire, he goes, what the fuck? And then it <laughs> he shoots it out. And it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he does a lot of working with the whip. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that yeah. was actually him. That's how he takes Danny Trejo down. It was not a stuntman. <laughs> that was Tom Savini I know, himself. right? Hilarious. Well, because, you know, add that to his repertoire. Talk about the Pittsburgh, you know, like, no, no, I'm going to do it myself. Jack of all trades. Yes. Um, and lastly, on the Pittsburgh, you know, love, Jeff Goldblum was considered for the role of Seth. Jeff would have been a very Jeffy Jeff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, I don't hey, know. Uh, this is vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him without tattoo? <laughs> Absolutely not, Laura. No. Uh, Selma Hayek had a real fear of snakes. Oh, my and Lord. And had yeah. to work with a therapist to help her overcome the anxiety of it before taking the part. This was a oh, big-ass snake. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Um, and her dance scene was completely improvised. You're kidding. Yeah, she was told to just listen to the music and go with it. And it, I mean, it is stunning. And she's it's, supposed to be, again, like luring yes, the men and yeah. captivating them. And it is very captivating. It worked for her, yeah, for sure. My bisexual show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her character's name, Santonico Pandemonium, was inspired by a 1975 Mexican horror movie of the Ooh. same name. Oh, wow. Fun. Cool. Uh, it was George Clooney's idea for Seth to have that badass tattoo. Was I it? Knew, I knew you were wondering. I was wondering. But can we, now I know this was the 90s. I hate when fake movie tattoos, like, why are they so black? Like, <laughs> they're just so dark. They look, you can tell yeah, it's fake. Right. But it is like a tribal tattoo. You say that, and I remember back in, whenever in this 90s, came out, I was like, like oh is that a real God. tattoo, George? Lord, was that a real tattoo? You can see it, like, smudging <laughs> on his neck. But yeah, it, like, goes onto his neck and down his arm. Yeah. It was looking pretty good. Well, and good. tribal tattoos did have their moment in the 90s. They shouldn't have, but they but did. They did. Uh, Quentin Tarantino picked George because of his work on ER and the irony of it. Like, he was known for saving lives on ER, and in this movie, he was like, taking lives. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I can see how Seth came out of ER. (laughs) Right. Well, that's what he did it on purpose. He wanted a script flip. Yeah. Uh, his work in this role supposedly landed him Batman and Robin in 1997. Wow. I mean, George. he was so good in this movie. He was so, so good. good. Uh, obviously, there are many Quentin Tarantino trademarks throughout the movie. Once again, feet because you have to torture me. Mm-hmm. Certain film angles, a big kahuna burger, mm-hmm. which is in mm-hmm. like Pulp Fiction uh, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, classic Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, but there are also some other nods to other horror legends like John Carpenter. What? Wow. I think the T shirt that the son is wearing uh precinct yeah precinct what was that (laughs) (laughs) precinct 13 13 but yeah yeah Yeah, so there's some nods like Mm -hmm. that um and as mentioned earlier the story did not end here there have been sequels games a series yeah because robert rodriguez i think has a network like the el rey network and then there was a from dust till dawn series i don't know if it's still going but hey we'll check that out i know and that is from dust till dawn i love that i love this movie so much and I am not typically into the gory, gruesome. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm really not either. Mm-hmm. Like, I love horror, but not yeah. like, you know. Yeah. But there's just something in the set design. The like, set it's designs, all so good. The, the music. Color, yeah. It's all yeah. 10 out of 10. Again, the cast is just phenomenal. Absolutely. But if you are triggered by things, be careful. I yeah. just can't stress that enough. Right. Absolutely. So that's what I have. I love it. That lightened my spirits a little did bit. Did it? Yes, it did. Do you feel, well, you know, every time we talk about uh, the Berg, it, it lightens you up. It and does. specifically Mr. Savini. You know, Tom Savini always just cheers me up. <laughs> yeah. If you want to do anything, send me pictures of Tom Savini. 
Mainly his shirtless <laughs> photos that he posts on his birthday. <laughs> that would be much appreciated this week. Thank I you. I missed that this year. He didn't post He one. did not, you know, yeah, he... I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. He did not post his shirtless photo this year <laughs> after for his went, birthday. After you went and told everybody, go check it out. Go check it out. And I literally, on his birthday, I was like stalking his Instagram. <laughs> like, hey, where's the... Because he's in like his 70s. I and know. And he looks fucking great. He looks so... He looks Mr. Savini, I am patiently awaiting <laughs> this year's shirtless photo. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So I'm up. You're up. And we decided to do something a little different today. We did. Because I am also doing a vampire movie. We went themey. We went themey today, yeah. but I am taking the comedic route. <laughs> we decided to take two very different approaches to yes. the vampire. Yes. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. Me too. Because this is another movie. I was like, I need something light. I need something funny. funny. You know, sometimes you just have to have that stupid humor. I exactly. mean, there's comedy and there's just that stupid humor. And who does it better than Jim Carrey? <laughs> Gotta bring some Jim Carrey. Yeah. In. So I am doing Once Bitten today. Dude, I love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie so much. And this came out in 1985, love November it. 15th. So they kind of missed the Halloween season, but you yeah, know. Little, <laughs> little, little to the left. A little but, late. Yeah. <laughs> um, considered a teen comedy slash horror. Oh my God, it's considered a teen comedy? Yes. Hilarious. Yes. So I, my earliest memory of this is me and my brother used to watch this yeah. all the time. Fun. And then you started watching it. Yeah, so my grandparents, so the house you grew up in, uh -huh. they had just like a rack of VHS tapes, I guess, that were Ran yours. Rando VHS. And my uncles uh, from when you were little, and this was one of them. And you used Once to watch it all And time. I, this is one of those movies I watched so many times as a kid that I haven't seen it in years. And you put it on, and I knew every line. Like it's just ingrained <laughs> in my brain, and it's totally underrated. I don't think a lot of people know this it one. It is underrated. No, I know we've brought it up before, mm -hmm. and people were like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" And especially when you know that Jim Carrey's in it, you're like, "What?" what? But it's so good. Yeah, yeah it's uh, one of his lesser known films. I don't think it should be. Let's bring it out. Let's bring it into the light. We are bringing it into yeah. light today. All right. So directed by Howard Storm, mm -hmm. screenplay by Jonathan Roberts, David Hines, and Jeffrey. House. Okay. A story by Dimitri Villard. Mm. A soundtrack. Awesome. Dude, fucking, I love this soundtrack. <laughs> like, I went to look for it on Spotify, and when I found out it wasn't there, you were sad. Devastated. You Devastation. Were That's what kicked off my shitty week. <laughs> I needed these songs. It has one of the best theme songs. It it's does. entitled it really does. Once Bitten. Of course. And you were like, is this made for the movie? Uh, yeah. Shut up. You know. All right. The budget was $3.2 million. Okay. And it did $10 million at the box office, which I don't think is too shabby. No. But is considered a box office flop. It's considered a clinker. Not very well known. No. But the movie over the years has developed a pretty big cult following. And I am leading the pack. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Probably. I'm there for it. Yeah. I'm there for it. Here is your cast. Yes. Uh, Lauren Hutton as the Countess. So you said she was in like her well day, known in her day. Okay, she was the shit. Yeah, right? she's yeah. pretty. And Jim Carrey in his first major leading role. Love it as Mark Kendall. He was only twenty three at the time. Yeah, so he was not a teen. I <laughs> not a teen playing a no, teen. All of these quote unquote teens are very clearly not, <laughs> not teenagers. Teens. That's why when you said that, I was like, oh my god. Well, at least he's not like that one you watch where they're like thirty. Pretty little liars. Yeah, it drives her insane. Oh my gosh, playing sixteen year olds <laughs> and they're like thirty. Yeah, um, Karen. 
Copens as Robin Pierce. Okay. Cleavon Little as Sebastian, and he is he steals the he show steals in this the movie. Show, the best character. Yes. Thomas Balatore as Jamie, Skip Lackey as Russ, and a little small bit part by <laughs> Megan Mullally. I know. As Suzette. And I was like, who is that? I heard her voice. It took me a minute, but I was oh. like, oh, there she is. Mm-hmm. There's Karen. Yeah. And then we have this minor character who has really no significance <laughs> of the movie at all, but I just had to, when I saw his name, I was like, I have to bring this up. His name is Beans Morocco. <laughs> and he plays Harry. He's only in it for a minute, but Split like. second, but we. Beans Morocco. I love I mean, that name. I love that name. If I get another dog, which I'm about to, because this one's about to be kicked out, I'm going to name him Beans Morocco. <laughs> we should do a witch whisper on Beans Morocco. Beans just Mor- because. Because his name is Beans Morocco. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Here is your plot. Yes. This, you know, is it's not bad. Good. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. All right. As the countess is awoken at sunset by her right-hand man, Sebastian. Yes. She sips her Bloody Mary. Get it? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Mary. Okay, Lord. In her pink satin-lined coffin. Hell yeah. She comments that although tasty, <laughs> it is not made with virgin blood. She can tell. She can tell right yeah. away. She's an expert. <laughs> Uh, it's almost Halloween, and the countess needs to drink the blood of a virgin. Like three times. Yes, three times on All Hallows' Eve. Yeah. To remain young and beautiful and not looking that's, a day over that's 30. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Even though I'm 400. Let's stay young, wanna, let's stay fresh. I'm going to look a day over 30. Uh, um, it seems virgin blood is tough to come by in L.A. in the 80s. Oh, my God. Yeah. Being a vampire in the 20th century is a nightmare. So many good quotes. <laughs> and so is her ensemble. She's wearing leg warmers. She's wearing an exercise bodysuit with a terry cloth headband and leg warmers. Hell yeah. It looks like she stepped right out of, let's get physical, <laughs> physical. <laughs> Rest in peace, Olivia Newton. Sebastian has so many good one-liners in this. Yes. I love it. He's like, did we get up on the wrong side of the coffin this evening? <laughs> uh, she rallies her troops to hit the town yeah. and find her a virgin. She said, find me a virgin. Get it. I'm not playing around. Right. Jump to Mark Kendall, Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. Trying to get... Get jiggy with his gal Stop. at the local makeout <laughs> spot in his ice cream delivery truck. Yeah, he's an ice cream truck driver. And yeah. I love that. Uh, the ice cream isn't the only thing getting the freeze in this truck. Laura, you did not. <laughs> yes, roasted. Boom, roasted. His gal Robin wants it to be special. Yeah. And not in his frozen confection mobile. That scene is Mark so, is denied. I love that scene though because have you ever tried to have sex in a car? It's not fun. And it's not they're comfy. like trying to, and like the stick shift is like in her back. And somebody and knocks on the window and says, Can I get a popsicle? Can I get a creamsicle? <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. So Mark is denied. He yeah. steps out of his truck for a breath of fresh air, you know? He's trying to cool and he up. seems to be the only one not getting lucky as we see like, you know, 10 cars like bumping up and down. There's butts in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The next day, his friends Russ and Jamie, who are also very funny in Ridiculous. this movie, uh, convince Mark to head to the L.A. nightclub scene to get some action. Yeah. Russ thinks he's like... <laughs> he thinks he's like Mr. Suave, but he is really just not. I'm a mature person, and you're a mature person. I'm a Sagittarius, <laughs> is how he opens every line, which would probably work. No. <laughs> Yeah. This day and age. Um, so they there's this montage of them heading down to the L.A. strip in the ice cream mobile. Hilarious. It's so good. The clothes, the hair, the neon, the pin jackets. Remember the pin jacket? Laura, I still have one. Dude, what do you I mean do I have, remember? I still have my pin bag. It's hanging on the back of my door. Why didn't you wear it down here today? Dude, you can take a picture <laughs> of it. I've had it 
since it's probably years. the 80s. I was oh my gosh. Since this Some movie of those came pins out. on there. Wow. But they're driving down the road to the theme song. Yes. <laughs> you won't feel the fame, boy. It's so good. Uh, go look it up on YouTube. <laughs> the Countess's lackeys can smell a virgin from a mile away. And they lock their sights on Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's glaringly obvious, Mark. <laughs> so they hit this club. It's like a pickup club. Yes. And the trio sit down and the tables have like these lighted numbers on them. It's and like these a phone. Huge red lip phones. Hilarious. So you like can call. So if you spot someone, you know, you just call their table number and you can have a little chat. Hi, I'm Russ. I I'm a Sagittarius. Wanna, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> were those real? You were alive in the 80s. Were those a thing? I, I've never, I don't know. Laura's <laughs> like, I wasn't cool maybe in Maybe in LA. Yeah. I don't think they made their way to this side of the... <laughs> to Pittsburgh, PA? Probably not. Yeah. Um, so the countess makes... She shows up and she's going to make her move on she's Mark. She's on the prowl. Right. And after some very awkward conversation, yeah, a fight breaks out. <laughs> There's Beans Morocco. <laughs> That's when Beans Morocco comes in. <laughs> so Mark is whisked away yeah. by the countess and she takes him home with her. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, she plies him with some bubbly... Okay. <laughs> and retires to her bedroom to slip into something more comfortable. Ooh. And this is where she finds Sebastian in the closet. Yeah. In her. Yeah. He likes to raid her wardrobe. He likes to raid her wardrobe. And she tells him to come out of the closet. And he says, I've been out of the closet <laughs> for years. I did that years ago. <laughs> but he gives her a little makeup spruce, which is hilarious. Oh, my God. Right? So and good. Wow. She's up there, you know. Getting, getting ready. Getting ready. Uh, we see Mark downstairs caressing <laughs> this life-size <laughs> portrait of the naked countess. He's caressing her boobs. He's <laughs> twisting the titty. <laughs> like a from dust till dawn. Yeah, it's very, you know, the portrait uh, Cher has of her mom in Clueless. Very reminiscent of that. And he's like caressing her naked boob. It's so weird. And she catches him in the act. She's like, like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) But needless to say, the countess gets the first of her three bites, right? A passed out Mark awakens in the morning and is led to believe by the countess that he got lucky. Right. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's happening. Uh, she assures Mark that she'll be seeing him soon. <laughs> sure will. <laughs> the next day, Mark is beginning to show some weird behavior. Yeah. Like he orders a raw burger from the lunch lady. Right, right. Not uh, like in the sunlight too no. much. His dad finds him napping in a cargo trunk in his room. <laughs> Which is sporting the Billy Squire poster. I need to have it. The Pachinka Machine. You Remember those? Me run it. Sorry, I'm stuck on Billy Squire. <laughs> you know, I love them. And him. another pin collection. Remember Pachinka Machines? I do. My yeah. uncle had a Pachinka Machine, <laughs> and I used to play it all the time as a kid. I loved it. Laura, we got to get you on. <laughs> yeah. Pachinka. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, he re- as he recounts his escapade the night before yeah. to Russ and Jamie. You know? Yeah. Uh, Robin overhears the whole thing. Oh, no. Mm. Devastated. Yeah. And it's lights out for Mark. Right. Yeah. She said, take your ring back. Take it back. I don't want it. So he begins having these strange dreams involving the countess. Hilarious. (laughs) And they're hilarious. I can't tell if they're supposed to be serious or not. (laughs) I mean, it has Jim Carrey in it. So, you know what I mean? There's like black flamingos. Sebastian (laughs) skates on by playing music. And it's funny because he was wearing a pinky ring. Stop it. And I said, oh, my God, he looks like Jerry Lewis. You did. And the next day at school, he meets up with Robin, and she's like, what have you done to your hair? You look like Jerry Lewis. Me and you looked at each other, and we're like, what the fuck? But, you know, he and Robin 
They make up. Maybe it's the new hairstyle. I know she gets over it very quickly. She She's sure like, does. you cheated on me. Okay, fine. All right. She I love says you eventually anyway. I'll be ready to, you know, get down and dirty. Yes. <laughs> you. <laughs> so later that evening, he stops to visit Robin at work, okay. which is a hilarious scene. Yeah. Right. Uh, she works at a clothing store, hip and happening. A lot of pink, a lot of baby blue going on in Jules there. Jules from St. Elmo's Fired. Look the fuck out. <laughs> She's They're coming for your color palette. As he goes into the dressing room to uh, try on some. Black pants, right? Probably the only the pair in the pants. store. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the countess is waiting for him. Yes. Ooh, she's hiding. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets the second nibble. She does. <laughs> and it's like on his thigh. On yeah. His thigh. Yeah. She's nibbling his thigh. Yeah. Very close to his. You know, <laughs> kibbles and bits. <laughs> skibbles and bits. Yeah. Yeah. She realizes that Robin has a pretty strong hold on Mark. Yeah. yeah. He's in love. And it's uh, pissing her off. Mm-hmm. And we sense her wrath <laughs> as she pushes an elderly woman into a clothing rack. And it's hilarious. <laughs> You're like, rewind that. I rewound it like 50 <laughs> times because she just randomly yeets this fucking woman across the store. <laughs> a few days later, Mark and Robin attend the Halloween party at school. I love a Halloween party. Robin is peeved that Mark dressed as a vampire <laughs> instead of Jack to her Jill. Yeah. Um, he claims that he is not, wearing, not wearing a costume. costume. He did not have time to right. get one. Uh, the countess shows up at the dance, and a dance-off ensues. Is it an and- 80s movie without a dance-off? <laughs> this one was highly underrated. I posted it on our TikTok, and I will post it on our Instagram later. You have to see it. It's so good. It's between the trio, the right. countess, Mark, and Robin, and it's so good. I think me, you, and Jake have to reenact it. It's called it. Hands Off. Like, we can't not reenact it. Hands Off. He belongs to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Hands Off. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And we see Sebastian. He's, like, looking on, like, this is the most atrocious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I've ever seen. Hey, Jim Carrey does pretty good, though. He does. I'm not even going to lie. He does. Robin wins the dance off. Was she a dancer, the actress? She I had maybe. been. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I'd put money on it. I don't know. It's an iconic. It's iconic. Iconic scene. Mark wins the prize for best costume. <laughs> I'm not wearing a costume. <laughs> As he and Robin embrace, they mm. realize Mark is not casting a shadow. Uh-oh. Or a reflection. A reflection. <laughs> They're not the same. <laughs> Me and my shadow. <laughs> We're doing all right. As Harry Nilsson would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so. they're by a mirror. Correct. And he's not appearing in the... Right. Yes. Right. And the jig is up. Yeah. Robin's like, what the hell? You must be a What's vampire. You must be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speed round wrap up. Okay. Okay. The countess kidnaps Robin. Okay. Uh, so she can get Mark to the man's for the last bite before the time is up. She just needs one little last nibble. She needs one little Lance nibble. <laughs> <laughs> one little Lance fast nibble. <laughs> From his thigh. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie and Russ are in tow, okay. and a cat and mouse chase ensues. Yes. Right? Uh, Robin and Mark end up shagging in an empty coffin. <laughs> Fancy a shag. <laughs> Fancy a shag. Uh, so Mark is no longer a virgin and can no longer be of any use to the countess. Classic. Yeah. Classic. As time runs out, the countess begins to age. <laughs> turning haggard and gray and sporting a hairnet. And you said, hey, it looks like you. <laughs> she literally had Laura's hairdo. I thought she was going to turn into like, you know, a decrepit thing. And she just turns into like a 60-year-old. <laughs> hey. What? I, that's what I'm saying. 60-year-olds are not decrepit. She just has like gray hair. <laughs> it was the hairnet. I don't know why she was wearing a hairnet. To make her look decrepit. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> 
Sebastian assures her that they can surely find a virgin somewhere. He'll take care like of her. Like Kansas says. or Nebraska. Ouch, ouch. <laughs> Roasted. Robin and Mark decide to give the sex thing another try. Mm. You know, why not? Why not? We're here. <laughs> Let's give it another go. <laughs> and that is the end of the film. I mean, it's so bad. It's it so has bad. its issues. It's so but bad. It's also so good. I love it. I do. I love, I love it. it. If you're in for, in the mood for just like some good, stupid humor, it's there. It's underrated. It's so it funny. Is. There's a lot of one-liners. The two friends are hilarious. Yeah, you forgot Sebastian to bring hilarious. up the fact that the one friend at one point is wearing a t-shirt that says freelance gynecologist. And I said, <laughs> I have to have it. If you're going to send anything to our PO box, please send me that t-shirt. <laughs> freelance. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many good little tidbits of funny shit in here. There are. Yeah, it's hilarious. So go check it out. Yeah. Um, and that's the end. And I've got a few fun facts. Okay, give it to me. Are you ready? Yeah. So let's talk about the real star of the show. Okay. Right, the soundtrack. You know what? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> let's shine a light on it. <laughs> Once Bitten was done by Three Speed. Whoa. Oh, I love it. So good. <laughs> I thought you were going to break out in this song. I was going to. Once bitten, you won't feel no pain, but we're singing in the <laughs> I think I just sang it better than her. I'm not even going to. You? Yes. You're gonna, you can remake it. You can be on my cover album. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Sid and Marty Croft cover album. All right. And Hands Off by Maria Vidal. So good. So good. So 80s. It is. It is so 80s. All right. So by the time of the film's release, mm-hmm. one of the writers, Jeffrey House, okay, uh, blew everything he earned from the film and was working as a video store clerk. No, he was yes. not. One day, a customer, not knowing who he was, obviously, remarked that whoever wrote this movie <gasps> should not be working in Hollywood. <gasps> oh, no. He turned and replied, you got your wish. <laughs> No, I'm going to cry. Here's my crying moment. <gasps> that was devastating. I know, right? Yeah. Sad. Ouch. The role of the Countess was actually written for Cassandra Peterson, okay. a.k.a. Elvira. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Michael J. Fox was the first choice for the role of Mark Kendall. Would not have worked. No. Would not have worked with Michael. Staying um, back to the future. No. Right. <laughs> Uh, near the end of the film, Russ and Jamie stay behind in an attempt to stall the vampires. Right. And are last seen being seduced by two female vampires. Hilarious. Their fate is never revealed. <gasps> oh, my God. We could have had a sequel. I don't know why the accountant just... Countess just the didn't... Count, the, the accountant. accountant. <laughs> the accountant. I don't know why the countess didn't just take, take one, one of, them. of them. They were clearly virgins. <laughs> well, because she needed three. But can't, uh, can't you have, like, three nibbles in a row? Right. Nibble, nibble, nibble. <laughs> Take three bites. Like, I don't. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think at one point she does say tired blood is no use for me. So she needs like, no. Oh. Nibble. Let them regain their strength. Oh. Nibble again. Okay. I got Taking you. it too seriously. Just keep. We're thinking way too deeply about this. I don't think this was intended to be taken seriously. I don't think so either. All right. So what is my lesson? I don't know. Virgins. <laughs> it is. Virgin blood. You know. Yeah. It's the fucking classic. Yeah. But it's going to be pretty short and sweet because much of this lore is found in the Holy Grail vampire mythology, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Got it. Right? Yeah. Although it does seem that the first time we see a mention of this is in 1819 with author John Apollodori's gothic short story entitled The Vampire. Okay. That is when it is first introduced, the vampire's thirst for the blood of the female virgin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then again, in 1872, author Joseph Sheridan Lafanu 
borrows, I think, (laughs) (laughs) borrows from this new vampire trope in his story entitled Carmilla. Okay. Uh, The twist here is that his vampire is a woman who sets her sights on the innocence of other ladies. Oh, okay. Nice. Interesting, right? I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. So then in 1897, along comes Bram Stoker, who drew from both of these tales Mm -hmm. in his pen story, Dracula. Okay. Uh, Count Dracula would come to be known as the most famous of all vampires, and this is where the archetype of the obsession for virgin blood was born. Okay, so like, why? Did they just, they were like, hey, this... (laughs) Right. Sounds fun. Well, not much has changed when it comes to the creators of the vampire tales that a woman's sexuality is like divided in one of two ways. Sure. The virginal innocent girl who Uh cannot resist the temptation of the mysterious male figure Uh. or the vampy evil female vampire who goes after her prey using sex appeal as her tactic. Got it. So, I mean, it comes down to a lot of sexual, you know. Sure. Sexual tr- energy. I don't yeah, know. What do you? Right. Yeah. Stop picking on the virgins. I know, right? Let them be. Well, it's none of your business. <laughs> so I really couldn't find a lot, you know, on this topic. Right. It doesn't appear that a vampire has to have the blood of a virgin. They just prefer it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. in the beginning, she does drink non-virgin blood. She just right. says it's not. It doesn't pack the same punch. Right. And the thought process is that the virginal blood is the most pure and potent, uh, as they indicate here. So in it's this like preferring a, a type of yeah beer. I prefer <laughs> Tangare. I prefer PBR. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. You're like, that's depressing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's piss So water. something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the top shelf. Got it. Yes. 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 Um, so that is pretty much what I have found. Okay. I mean, you know, I've always been that. curious. We talk a lot about vampires and you we, all, it always yeah, comes up. It always comes up. And so that's pretty much where that mythology comes from. But I did find a really fun article entitled, I want to suck your blood. Okay. Thank you for saying it like that. Uh, of course. <laughs> Which listed the 10 most seductive vampires in movie history. Ooh. So look out, all you virgins. These vamps are <laughs> They're no match. They're coming for you. You can't, okay. you can't deny them, yes. right? Yeah. All right. So the first one is Lucy Westenra in mm-hmm. 1992, Bram Stoker's Dracula. No surprise. Played, Got it. Played by Sadie Frost. Okay. Uh, Louis in 1994's Interview with a Vampire starring Brad Pitt. I've never seen that. Really? I've Have never, you not? No. Wow. Does it have you know I don't what? Like yeah, in it? Tom Cruise. Well, there you go. There you I go. avoid him at literally all costs. I know. Not but even it has, Antonio, it has Antonio Banderas in it and Brad Pitt. <sighs> you know what? Okay. Compelling yeah. argument. Yeah. But I still have to deal with Tom Cruise. I just I know. don't know. Especially know. after my foot week. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I wouldn't can't go take watch, it. I wouldn't go watch it today. <laughs> this one I found interesting. Clara Webb in 2012's Byzantium. Okay. I think I'm saying it right, is played by Gemma Arterton. Okay. Um, and we're going to have to check it out because it's about a mother-daughter vampire duo. Laura, what? get the fuck out of here. I know. Fun. And I want to check out this one. Adam in 2013's Only Lovers Left Alive, starring Tom Hiddleston. I've never seen that either. No, okay, I haven't fun. either. Um, Acacia. Is that, her, is that how you say it? In 2002's Queen of the Damned? I it was Akasha. Akasha. But I'm, I'm probably wrong. The Knowing Akashic me? Records <laughs> Stop now. Stop it right now. <laughs> Starring Aaliyah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Michael Emerson in 1987's The Lost Boys. Starring Jason Patrick. Uh, yeah, I would totally right? agree with that. As 
it just completely blows my mind. Son to Jason Miller from The Exorcist, grandson of Jackie Gleason. I have to say it every time because I can't believe it. It just <laughs> blows my mind. Um, Miriam Baylock in 1983's The Hunger, starring Catherine Denevo. Deneuve, mm. I think. I don't know if I'm saying that right. We're doing great. Today. I know. Uh, Deacon Frost in 1998's Blade, starting, <gasps> yeah, I want to do Blade soon. Yes. yes. Yeah. He, he does look good in that. <laughs> and sent. Santanico Pandemonium in 1996 from Dust to hey, Dawn. Hey, there we are. Starring Salma Hayek and number one, Dracula in 2000s. Dracula 2000 <gasps> starring Gerard Butler. She? And shit, he is so yummy in that. <laughs> you just said yummy? Yummy. <laughs> he is so yummy. Oh my God. She won't shut up about it. At least once a month, you're I like, remember lo- how good looking Gerard Butler is in that movie? I love this movie and Jake's like, I this hate is it. pure shit. I hate that movie. I'm going to cover it. You because should. I like how they twist it at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. And mm-hmm. you know There's what? a twist. I, I will watch it for him. Dude. But I got to give it up to Selma Hayek. Oh, Again. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So there right. you go. Major list. I like that. Sad that Laura Hutton did. <laughs> she didn't make it. She didn't make it on the list. She didn't make it. Her leg warmers? <laughs> that, that wasn't they enticing? Should've, that should have been called to make it right there. <laughs> to top of the list immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I like so that. there you go. Cool yeah. That's what more. I got. That's what I got. I love vampires. I think they, we've said it before. I think they're my favorite yeah. of the, you know, mythological yeah. monsters. Yes. So yes. I, I liked this themed week. Mm-hmm. I needed yeah. it. I thought it was cool. <sighs> I feel like I've calmed down. Yeah. You feel better? I don't know. Do feel I look better already? Do I look hot and bothered you, still? You, or? No. Okay, good. Transformed. And you don't look, and you don't look weepy either. You don't look like a major weeper. I'm a major weeper. I'm going to go cry later for sure. <laughs> for the picture for this episode, should I try to shed a tear? You should. Yeah. Just one single tear. All right. Speaking of, let's take my pick. All right. I'm going to give two enthusiastic thumbs up to, you know. <laughs> I'm still here, bitches. I'm still here. See if you can see the pain behind my eyes. <laughs> It's there. (laughs) Just look for it. All right. Another one in the books. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked that one. It was a good time. Go watch these two movies if you're up for the task. Yeah. Vastly different, but very fun. Yeah. Both of ours uh, contained a dance sequence. Very different. Right. Very different takes on the dance sequence. Yeah. And very different takes on the vampire lore, which there's so much of it. I keep thinking, oh my gosh, are we doing another vampire movie? But we can, you know, when I dive into the research, of course, there wasn't much on the virgin blood, but holy shit, there was like so much other like lore. And I was like, oh my God, we haven't talked about that. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. And I was excited that like Aztec mythology came in. That's super cool. Yeah. We can go. We're going to keep going with the vampires. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And I will tackle Gerard Butler in Vampire 2000. Can't wait for that. Dracula 2000. For that yummy tale. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, We'll catch you on the flippity flop. Later. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.